1: Assalamu
2: alaikum We continue inshaAllah tonight the uh, tafsir of Surah al which we started a couple of weeks ago So I'll just do a quick reminder of what we have spoken about uh, in the last session where Allah says, وَإِنَّ لَكَ لَأَجْرًا غَيْرَ مَمْنُونٍ من وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ فَسَتُبْصِرُ وَيُبْصِرُونَ بِأَيِّكُمُ الْمَفْتُونُ إِنَّ رَبَّكَ هُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِمَنْ ضَلَّ عَنْ سَبِيلِهِ وَهُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِالْمُهْتَدِينَ يصل the first few 7 ayats which talk about the fact that in fact in Mecca they used to call the Prophet sallallahu all types of names. One of these names which is mentioned in the surah is the Majnun, Insane. They used to name the Prophet sallallahu and to call him Insane and we talked about that length. So I'm not going to repeat the whole issue I'm just putting a quick reminder of what we have said last time. Uh, so here in the surah Allah is making this statement that the name Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You are not insane. You have the na'ma of Allah and uh, you will have an unbounded, unlimited reward, and you will indeed have a greatest character. Wa Ala And then Allah Azza concludes by saying, "Indeed, you will see, and they will see. Let me show you. we will show them who, who is actually insane." Who is the real issue? Is it you or is it them, the ones who are calling you these names? So we have talked about that and the Quran makes it very clear that this this accusation, this attack, this slander against the Prophet does not stand. Now, in return, here comes the next portion of the surah, of the ayah, I'll read them, translate them and then do the tafsir. It says, فَلَا أَلْمُكَذِبِينَ You should not obey those who reject the deen. المكذب, المكذب is the one who says that you are a liar. It's not the liar himself. These are liars. But on the contrary, they are claiming that this deen is a fabrication. They are not believing in you, so don't obey them. do لَوْ تُدْهِنُوا فَيُدْهِنُوا They wish that you Give them some soft skin that you compromise. So they will compromise. They wish that you come down a little bit. They will come. And then, again, I will talk more at think about this. I talk to you something, or well, this brother I said such and such. And, and, and I go to the other brother and say, You know that brother doesn't do. And trying to make this so called fitna, this type of uh, problems between people. The one who stops the good. Mu'atadin. means aggressive. Athene. Sinner. Committing a sin. Utul. Terrible person. Person who's terrible. Absolutely intolerant. After on top of that, his son of a woodluck. is bastard. is illegal child. And An value Because he has lots of money and wealth and children... إِذَا Tutla عَلَيْهِ Ayatuna قَالَ when the ayat of Allah are recited in front of him. He just claims all those are just all the stories. Those are the next ayat which I will be talking about tonight, inshallah This is the quick translation of the of the ayat, that's literal translation <coughs> as if we are reading in English. But let's look at what is going on here. What's let at stake? Now, remember. This whole thing started. This whole thing started by the fact that the people of Mecca, the people of Quraysh, could not could not tolerate the fact that Muhammad is calling to worship one and only one God. Remember, Quraysh used to have the Kaaba surrounded by so many idols. Worshiping other than Allah azza wa jal, other than God, was the norm. It was the standard. Every every tribe has their own God. Every people have their own God. Every Sometimes a person would have a god of his own, just like the the reports that come from from India. There are tens or maybe hundreds or thousands of gods are worshipped by all types of people. Sometimes a person just invents a god of his own, anything that can be god. The same thing Quraysh and the Arabs at the time, they had this mentality, multi-god system. Now here Muhammad comes and says, all of these idols around the Kaaba are null and void, they are worthless. They are just stones. They are absolutely un- non-beneficial, they are useless, and they are not gods. And they can do nothing, absolutely. The only god is the one who creates. And we talked about that. Your Lord is the one who creates. The one who does not create does not deserve to be a god. Period. All of these around the Kaaba. All of these in the Arabian peninsula, the so-called gods are not gods. That's number one. Number two, Muhammad comes with this notion that the only one who can be obeyed is Allah Azza If you want to obey someone to get your rules and regulations and your behaviour, how do you conduct your behaviour? What is halal? what's haram, what's legal, what's illegal, what's valid, what's invalid, what's good, what's bad? Allah is the one who decides. I drink water, but I do not drink khama. I eat this type of food, but I do not eat that type of food. I dress this way, but I do not dress the other way. Allah Azawajal is the one who says that. Now the people of Mecca, they don't like that. Why they don't like that? Because they have elites. They have people who have leadership. Those people of status, like Abu Ja'han, like Abu Lahab, like Abu Sufyan, like Al-Walid bin Al-Mughirah, like al mughirah bin Shahrad. Those Guys, those big guys, they have prestige, they have status. People take their orders from them. Now Muhammad comes with a new thing. No, no. You take your order only from your Rabb. Allah Azza wa Jalla, Your Rabb, your Lord is the creator. Not any one of these. They don't like it. Therefore, they decide to say something about this. About Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa they try to character assassinate him, if you will. So-called character assassination. Character assassination means I give you bad labels. It doesn't matter whether you are good or bad, whether what you are saying is good or bad, I give you a bad label. Or oh, this guy is crazy. The moment you start spreading rumor that this brother who is giving the tafsir tonight is crazy, no one is going to listen to me, no matter whatever I say. Everybody would be waiting just for the catches. Oh, let's see where this catch from his words. This man is crazy. Or you say he's sad. So they decided to do that. Then Allah reveals the surah and He puts things in order. Number one, Muhammad وسلم, you have an i'mah from Allah. Number, number two, you are not insane. Number three, your reward is absolutely unbounded. Don't worry about them, Allah will reward you. Number four, your character, your ethics is of the greatest standard, no matter what they say. In Furqan Now, having said all of this, there is now to Muhammad to say, let me tell you what is at stake here. What is it that they really want? What is it that they are after? What they are after at the end of the day is not that you completely leave your deen. They may not be able to do that. Because they have already seen that you are absolutely strong on your faith. That you are strong on your deen. They already have seen that what you are saying is valid and is correct. So, what is it that they want? They want something more. They want you to compromise. They want you to compromise. What do the word comes from the, the butter. you know the oil? It's called dohun. A in Arabic is the oil or the cream. The wool the is the, the cream, the soft cream which you soften your... So when, when you put on your hand some cream so it becomes soft, it's no longer tough, it's not hard. So if they put their hand in your hand and it is soft, it's creamy, it's oily, it's nice. So they want you to massage literally like your hand with some creamy stuff with oil so you become soft. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor for being soft. Compromise, come down. That's what they want you to do. They are not after you leaving Allah Azza wa Jalla. Now of course, how do we know that? Well, in the Surah Al-Kafirun, which we read quite often, Later, when we we'll go to the explanation, ma the kuffar, I'm not going to worship what you are, your God, and you are not worshiping my God either. So they want Muhammad to recognize, to recognize a status of their gods. It's okay, you worship Allah azza wa fine, we accept that. But on the same, at the same
1: time, please do not
2: them that our gods are useless. Do not say that those items are not gods. You worship Allah, that's why we are even willing The kuffar they will, They are willing to worship Allah جل, one day of the week, let's say. Or one day you worship your God, the other day you recognize our gods. They really want you to come down on your deen, to come down on the principles. To, to relinquish, to release, to let go of some of the principles. Just have half of them. Just like today, today in the world, people, the non-Muslims, the kuffar, those who really stand behind kuffar, they know that Muslims will not leave Islam. They know that you are not going to leave your Salah, your Song, your Zakah, your Hajj, Hajj is coming up. We will have at least five million people making Hajj from outside the and from inside. They know you are not going to leave Hajj or Salah. But let's say about the Sharia, or oh, forget the Sharia. Don't take your constitutions and your laws and the regulations of Islam. Let's mix and match. Today in Egypt, they are drafting a new constitution. And there is a new government elected. Now the whole committee of the constitution, they say, let's mix and match. Some of the articles of the Constitution, that's fine, bring it from Qur'an and Sunnah, so okay? But the other articles, let's bring them from the German laws, from the civic code, from the democratic rules, from all types of other things. That's a compromise. They know that if they will tell you, absolutely don't bring Qur'an in the picture, everybody will be upset. No one will accept that. They will say, let's do it half and half. Let's do part from you and part from us. An article from this, from the right, an article from the left, and article from the middle. So we are part of from Islam, part from socialism, part from nationalism, part from capitalism, then everybody will be here. That's exactly what the Kufar wanted from Muhammad. In fact, and this is not something we are making up in the tafsir. Ibn Kathir and al-Qabari and al Qurtubi and in the seerah Ibn Ishaq, all of them, narrate one story which is common. Sometimes when you see the story in all these tafsir, you mean, yeah, this must have been true, the way it is. In the club of Quraysh, the club, the elite club, a group of the elites, the top leaders, sometimes I think when I, they say, the Quraysh comes to my mind like the security council, comes to my mind something like NATO, comes to my mind something like the Arab League, or the Muslims. They sit down, those big guys, they say, scratch their heads. what are we going to do? These Arab revolutions, Arab Spring is going, coming up with something, let's do something, let's, let's say something. There are many Muslim scholars are trying to bring Islam back, let's do something, let's say something. And that's the Nadi of Quraysh, they sat down and they said, let's do something. And then one of these guys, his name, al al-Shaba, he said, you know what? Allow me to handle this man. I know how to talk to Muhammad. He used to be one of my friends in the past before this Islam. And I know how to talk to him. let me go and have my way with him. They said, ya Abu Oh Abu go and try your luck. Let's see. So Abu Wari comes to Muhammad, say Muhammad <laughs> and says, Ya oh my nephew, oh my cousin, oh my friend, oh brother. Let's talk. Okay, let's go. So, Al-Baghira, tells Muhammad, you have been known to us for so long time. You are not a young kid. We have known you to be the most honest person. We have known you to be the most sincere person. We have known you to be a trustworthy So he gave him all of these nice words, and then, out of a sudden, out of a sudden, you brought something that is so alien to our community. You brought something in to us that we were not aware of. You started saying things which we do not recognize. But that you started telling us something that we don't know. Do. And this new being that you are bringing, it is going to cause a friction in our society. Don't you see? He's telling Muhammad don't you see that some of the slaves are no longer listening to their masters? Don't you see that some of the women slaves are no longer willing to sleep with their masters? They are abstaining. Don't you see that some of the children, some of the sons, are no longer following the footsteps of their fathers? Don't you see? Don't you see? Okay. And then after that, he's telling him now, if if, ya Muhammad, If what you are after, out of all of this, like you are causing all of this friction in our society, if money that you are after, you really want to create all of this mess in the society, at the end of the day you want to cash in. You know, sometimes you make lots, you stare lots of trouble, then people will come and say, okay, take this lump lump, lump sum of money and leave. If that's what you want, we can do that. We will collect money from our rich people and we will make you the richest in our society. We are willing to collect money to fund, to raise money from all these big greed. Abu Sufyan, he used to be an rich person. We'll take money from Abu Sufyan, and we'll you. If what you are after is kingdom, kingship, you really want to be our king or our master, we have no problem. So عَلَيْنَا We will make you our master. If that's what you want. If you want the prestige to be someone prominent, we will make your name the most prominent name in our society. We will do this. Everything you want, we can do that. And not only that, if you really are seeing some bad scenes in your dreams, if you get impacted or influenced by a jindy, by alien creatures and jinn. shaitan. Shaitan has got to you Then we will find the best doctor, the best person to cure you. So choose whatever you want. This is what they are telling him. And Muhammad, of course, he told them the story that look, I'm not after money, I am not after wealth, I am not after. I am not after any of this, I want one thing, I want you to say one thing, if you do, if you say that, you you will be the kings of the Arabs and the non arabs and the, the Ajam. not me, you will be, which means the people, then he told them, what is it that you want us to say, that's easy, if it's a matter of word, he said, La ilaha that's what I am after, I'm after La ilaha illallah that Allah is the only God and Muhammad is the messenger of Allah Azza that's it I'm not after anything else and there is another story when they said when Abu Talib was present which is the same how the people they all came to him in another occasion and Abu Talib was present and Abu Talib told him Ya Muhammad please do something for your relatives for your people Make some compromise. Then we know the famous story where Muhammad said to Yaam by Allah my cousin, if they put, if they give me the sun in my right hand and the moon in my left hand, I will not let go of this deal. This is the deen of Allah, جل, it's not mine. And here Allah is saying, What do Lawtu? They really are dying, they wish that you come a little bit soft, you just compromise a bit. Just give up some of your principles, but don't do that. وَلَا al He says, فَلَا al Do not obey those people who are denying you the right of being a prophet. Because that's the issue, they are مُكَذِّمِينَ after all, they are willing to make you a king. They are willing to make you rich. They are willing to give you the best wife, the best woman among them. They are willing to make you the most prominent name. They are do all of this, but they are denying you the right of being a prophet. Mukaddal, they are making the prophethood. prophet. So they are not
1: denying you the right of being a king. Or That that really brings me, like today I was looking at the at
2: one cartoonic picture, where they show there is the big elites or the big leaders of the world. Obama, the British Prime Minister, the French, all of these, uh, they have a sign in front of them, they say, Oh, Muslims have come to the rulership position without Islam. So they are not denying you the right to be a president. It's okay, you can be a president, you can be a prime minister. You can be a top elite, you can but don't be the prophet. Don't be the messenger of the message of Islam. We don't want the message. al he says, "Fala al Those they are denying you al they are making takvi. They, they, they don't accept the fact that you are a prophet. Don't obey them. Don't listen to them. They want to deceive you. By all these offers they are giving to you, being a king, being powerful, being rich, being this, being that, being a president, being prime minister, being 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 elite, they really want to deceive you. They want you to, to they want to to bring you down from the position that Allah put you in. Allah gave you the highest character. Allah gave you the absolutely unbounded ajr. Allah gave you the Allah gave you all of these. They want you to bring you down from all of these positions that Allah put you on And they have denied the fact that you are a messenger. And they are willing to give you all other things. But the Prophet he says, No, I'm not going to give up my prophethood, or this Islam, the the, 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 the
0: essence of Islam,
2: for anything in the world, for anything. And that I wish that those people who are sometimes in this game, today the so-called the rules, or the game of democracy, and the game of elections, and the game of these, I wish they just think about this. What is it that you are gaining when you are giving up the main principle of Islam, the fact that there is a message that came from Allah Azza wa The whole message. And not only that, here comes the second catch. Now Allah Azza wa for these ayahs, they become a little bit hot, if you will. A little hot. Now, not only saying do not listen and obey those who deny you the messenger. Allah is giving them names. And He puts those labels so that Muhammad or anyone on the footstep of Muhammad would never, would never accept to compromise with these, who are they? The ones who are denying Muhammad وسلم, the Prophet, the ones who are denying this message of Islam, the ones who are denying this, this the, the, the fact that Allah is the one and only one ruler, the ones who are denying those issues, the essence of Islam, that the Islam meaning that we worship Allah and holy Allah by all means, that's what we are. Who are they? Ah, uh, look at this description. Sometimes you say, Please don't call names, don't make names. Look at the names that Allah is saying. Those are, which you are not going to obey, those are their characteristics. Compared to the characteristics of Muhammad in Nakara al-Huruk al-Azim, he says, They swear Allah, they don't care. They swear by all things, in order to make their case, because they are liars, they are fabricators. They make all types of oaths. Al-halaf, halaf halaf is willing, sometimes, there is a slogan or a proverb in in Arabic. They say, oh, someone like a thief, a thief or a liar, he was told at some point, make an oath. So that people will believe whatever he's saying. He says, Ijal Faraj, or oh, now I am okay. Because the moment he says wallahi, well, he can say he's a liar. He can say meet wallahi, believe wallahi. He doesn't care. He's half, he's a liar, which means he can swear by anything. They can make any oath, they can make any promise. Because sometimes they promise, they say, just do this and I will make you whatever you want. I remember there has been the history the verge of the last century when the Ottoman state was collapsing and one of the Arabs they were revolting against the Islam uh, caliphate the Khilafah in Istanbul and the British when they were dealing with him this was Sharif Hussein, their grand, great-grandfather of the current king of Jordan
0: they made him an oath
2: because he said oh I'm not going to revolt against the Khalifa in Istanbul and dismantle this Khilafah they said, don't worry, we will make you the Khalifa. Will you go against that Khalifa al Istanbul? Will you be the Khalifa of the Muslims? After all, the Khilafah will be maintained. And they gave him all the promises and they wrote him documents, and etc. And the moment he revolted against the Ottomans, and the Ottomans were kicked out from Arabia, then they told him, you are out too. But you swore. You made an oath. Who cares? these people as the quran says they make all types of promises and oaths and swears don't listen they the fact that they demand you prophethood and that is the biggest lie ever that's the biggest the biggest crime from this time on do not obey anyone who swears and makes an oath and the promises no matter what because if he was truthful he would have accepted you as a prophet in the first this is the first characteristic of them. They make all types of swears and oaths and promises, but they are all lies. Mahim. They are down. These guys, the guy that was making these promises, Mahim in Arabic, from the word Ihada. Ahada, sometimes, there is a hadith of the Prophet he talks about the lowest. Akwan means you are lower in the grade than a cockroach. Because there will be the cockroach will step on him on it by your foot. But then a is someone when, when Allah says mahim, I'm not the one who's giving the name. When Allah says this is a mahim. Mahim means very low grade. Allah calls also about the uh, the The person, how Allah makes person, The person, the creation of people, the way the the woman and the man they they get married, and then this liquid that comes out from the man, which eventually has the spell, it is mahim. It's low grade. Because once it's out, everybody doesn't even want to touch it. Where do want to worship, it. It's maheen. So he calls this person who denies the prophethood of Islam and Muhammad sallallahu number one. mahim, humiliated. Not only that, Hamas. Hamas, the moment he walks away from here, he starts from the world. and Hamz, is like poking, or picking on you, pixel. This man is sad. this man is majinu, this man is a liar, this man... Which means, and we're with, 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 with being sarcastic. There is sarcasticism here, and there is uh, pitying on someone. So these people who are denying you the prophethood, the fact that they denied you prophethood and denied Islam, they are halaf, they are mahim, hamaz. They talk, they degrade you, they attack you, they slander you, they talk on your, on your, uh, badly on you, whether you are present or non-present. This is hams. And the Quran of course made this You know the, the surah. hellfire fire be to the one who makes a lens, I call you names. Al lams I pick on you. Those who pick on you by all me everywhere, and the lens I give you names, you are a you are a you are stupid, you are idiot, you are this, you are nonsense. That is alumazat. The Quran makes this attack. Here he says, do not obey those people who have the following characteristics. Brothers, this is not this is not about or oh, is Hamz okay or not okay in Islam. We know it's not okay, there is an ayah on that. But here Allah is giving the characteristics of those who are stopping Islam from the rise. He's giving the characteristics of those who, who conspire against Muhammad and against Islam. He gives the characteristics of those who don't want to see that Islam grows and the flourishes and prevails. Those are characteristics of the ones of Jahiri, those who want to maintain the society of ignorance. That's their characteristics. It's not the issue here whether hams is okay or not okay. Of course it's not okay. That's not the point. Because sometimes in the tafsir, we read these, I would say, be careful brothers, don't make hams. Of course you should not make hams, but that's not the issue. Here, at this point, the number of people who were Muslims, they were so few, it was Muhammad وسلم, Khadija, Murakal Ali, uh, maybe Rahman, maybe <laughs> Musab, maybe 10-15 people, not more. This is just the beginning of Islam. Allah is giving the characteristics of the society and the people who stand against the progress of Islam, against the rise of Islam. They also try to stop and block Islam from being implemented, from being propagated. From the da'wah of being disseminated. That is the characteristics which we have to understand the nature of the enemy of Islam, the nature of the one who tries to put Islam down, the one who denies this Islam, the right of Islam to exist. The nature of those who deny the Prophet is his right of being a Prophet, of being a Messenger of Allah. Those who deny the fact, that's their characteristics. Halak. Maheen. Hamas, not only that. binamim. again, the namima when you talk on people on their back, on their behind, and especially between two competing people. You know, I come to two different people, and I want these people to split. I want to create a friction between them. So I talk to you something, I talk to your friend something else. And then, when you face each other, they will say, you talk to me about that, you talk about me like this, don't you talk about about me like this, then you fight. That's Namibah. An Which means that an Namibah to create this type of friction in our society, this type of conflict and contradiction, so that people do not trust one another. So that people, they say, you know what, if Islam is like this, I don't want Islam. So you bring all these like nationalists, those democrats, those republicans, those uh, all types of secularists, those uh, the civil so-called civic ideas, and so on, the Ba'athists, the Communists, the Socialists—you bring all of them, and the and the tribalists—you bring all of these people, and each one starts talking differently. And you say, you know what? This is what Islam has made in this country or in this society. Therefore, let Islam go. It's not believing Islam. That's what al was telling Muhammad. You see, now the women are not listening to their husbands. Now the slaves are flying away. Now the kids
1: are not listening to their parents. This is a big problem. And he goes to the, to the
2: people, to the man, and says, You see, your son is no longer obeying you, but your son is obeying Allah Azza wa and he respects you now more than he did before. Because Allah Azza wa tells him that. No, they don't say that. They say, now they are following Muhammad. They are no longer following you. al this is the biggest characteristics. Manāʿ Khayr. Al-Khair, al is a good thing. And when a word Al-Khair comes in the Quran, it means Islam. Manāʿ Khair, they stop the good. They are blocking what is good. You know, if someone wants to come and talk about Islam somewhere, you say, Oh, we're not going to give you a platform. You are not allowed to say that. That's manāʿ khair Someone has a piece of paper, he wants to, the people to read it. So you cannot do that, go to the street, outside, way on the street, go and distribute it. That's Mana al You are stopping al khayr, don't do that. When someone wants to speak, like in the Muslim world, in the last hundred years, the most number of people, the largest number of people which was ever imprisoned and jailed, were the Muslims, were the scholars, the ones who were persecuted. The ones who went to jail, the ones who were who killed. They were Muslim scholars. The ones who spoke speak or spoke the word of the truth, the word of the haq. They would stop them. Those elites, those governments, those regimes, they were stopping the good. And in Quraysh, in Quraysh, they were stopping Muhammad In fact, there is a, a report that Abu Jahl, at one time he said, By my God, the one I believe in, which is one of the idols, if this man Muhammad comes in the vicinity of the Kaaba, I will step on his neck and I will not allow him to speak. And then he kept waiting. And when Muhammad وسلم, came out, Abu Jahl left. And the people there followed him. They said, why didn't you do that? He said, man, when I saw that man Muhammad وسلم, in the vicinity of the Kaaba, I saw behind him a big monster opening its mouth. If I came close, it would have swallowed me. So he, Allah Azza wa showed them something that to, to scare them out. But that is manna'in al-khayr, so they stop the good. They don't want this Islam to propagate. And as I mentioned in the current contemporary history, manna'in al-khayr, the regimes, the governments, the rulers of the Muslim world, they have blocked this path and they put so thousands of people in jails or they killed many of them and we still see that until today. Manna'id al Khair. Murat they are aggressors. And the biggest aggression they have is aggression against Islam. What is the aggression they have? It's not that they put the filth on the head of Muhammad وسلم, which is that is aggression, that's bad. But worse than that, they are stopping this Islam. They are blocking Islam from being propagated in the society of Mecca. Athim, Sinat. See, these Muslims come to me. Halaf. Halaf, (habitation) Mahim, Hamas, number three. Mashahim, (many) Nani, four. Muhadad, aggressor, number five. Athene, sinner. That's six names. Allah is giving six characteristics for those who stop and block the path of Islam. Not only that, Rutul. And the word Rutul, sometimes I don't even find the translation in Arabic. What is Rutul? Ratul is someone that you can't even you can't even deal with. You know, sometimes you want to talk with a person he doesn't want to talk. You want to give him something he doesn't want to take. You want to buy from him, he doesn't want to sell. You can't deal with a person. He's Ratul. He's absolutely terrible. Sometimes you oh yeah, 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 I've met someone like this. He's terrible. He's absolutely uh, intolerable. I cannot tolerate, he cannot be tolerated. He's bad. He's absolutely bad. So they are bad. Those who stop Islam from the rise, they are bad. By the by the by the virtue of the Quran. bad. And on top of that, some of them you find them zanim. Zanim, they don't even they are illegal. You know, illegal son. Zanim means he comes as a result of Ziman. Zanim means the son of Ziman. So some of those people in particular, this is particular, in fact Al-Waleed bin al-Mughira Al-Waleed bin al-Mughira When he heard this, somebody said, the Quran is calling you, is actually talking about you. He went to his mother and he asked her mother. He told her, the Quran doesn't lie. This man Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam doesn't lie and he's calling me Zanin. You better tell me the truth or I will kill you." He told it to his mother. His mother told him, you are not the son of your father. You are not the son of your father. He used to be called Al-Waleed bin From that time, one, they used to call him Al-Waleed. Just Al-Waleed. They wouldn't even say Al-Waleed bin al Now, the, because the Qur'an, when the Qur'an uses the word, although it's an insult, but it carries fact. Now, the point here, sometimes you say, these words are in the Quran, you know, quite often you will come and describe a person who committed treason, you say, this is traitor, you know, the one who signed a treaty with the Jews in Palestine to give Palestine to the Jews, signed the treaty accepting Israel to be in Palestine, in Al-Quds and other places, you say, this is a treason, And the one who did that is a traitor. You will find some Muslims, oh, brothers, don't call names. You can't call people names. But look what the Qur'an does. This is Qur'an. Qur'an gave nine different names for those who try to stop Islam. Now, the ones who stop this Islam from growth, from being implemented, the Sharia from being the rule of the land, those who, who try to dilute the minds and the the Muslims so that, Muslims do not call for Islam, this is what the Qur'an calls حلاف مهين الخير All these things. This is the Qur'an. So the Qur'an does not shy away from the truth. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَسْتَحِي مِنَ الْحَقِّ Allah does not shy away from the truth. This is the truth. So the idea here, this idea that When Allah is telling Muhammad, this is what they are conspiring against. This is what the Kufar are doing. And this is what you are supposed to do. You are supposed to be Muhammad the Prophet, Muhammad the Messenger, Muhammad the career of Islam, Muhammad the career of Da'wah. You cannot compromise, you cannot give in, and you cannot obey him. Do not obey. And see the word obey when they talk about Gandhi? They say Gandhi brought the issue of civil disobedience. Gandhi. Is the promoter of civil disobedience and they made a movie about them, and they made books and they gave him Nobel Prize and they give look Islam writes from the very beginning. The first surah in the Quran, surah taqqa, which we talked about here. At the end, Allah says, la la do not obey. The word obedience, do not obey. And do not obey who? Do not obey Abu Jah. Who is Abu Abu Jahl, if someone tells him no, he would chop his head off. Abu Jahl is like Mashar. al is like Gaddafi, like Mr. Mubarak, like all of these. They don't tolerate anyone to tell them no. If you tell them no, you are gone. You go to jail, you get killed, you get persecuted. That was Abu Jahl. And Allah, Azza wa Jal, is telling Muhammad sallallahu do not obey Abu Jahl. Do not obey al-mukadzimine, who deny Islam the right to exist, Islam the right the right Islam, the right to rule, uh, the, the Sharia, the right to be the, the law of the land, do not obey them. And do not obey any of them, not in total, but each and every individual by name. Those who do that do not obey. Them. That is the greatest civil disobedience, or I will quote, forget the word civil, the greatest disobedience, disobedience type of practice that Allah installed in the Qur'an. That's the myth, the greatest myth that humanity ever came to know, and eventually they started saying, Gandhi was the father of civil disobedience, and they praised him Allah, but Islam was before that. And Muhammad did it before. It. Because that is the first step to dismantle corruption, is when you deny the corruption, the right to be obeyed. When you deny oppression, the right to, to be obeyed. You know oppressors and cannot obey oppressors. presence. تطع... تطع Simply because they have the power. Wealth is this power. They have the money and they have the army the children, the sons. Oh, we have the manpower, we have the money, what can you do? You should be obeying us because we have the wealth, we have the capitals. we have the trillions, we have the billions, we have the World Bank, we have the IMF. In Egypt, the IMF, the International Monetary Fund said, you are going to die out of anger, we have the money, you better obey us. You better listen to our rules, we have the money. You don't have money, you don't want our money, okay. We are not going to give you that money and you will die. Because they have the money, and because they have the wealth and the power, they expect to be obeyed. Dear Allah said, don't do that. Simply because he has the money, and وبنين, because he has the wealth, and the, بنين, the sons, the word belief means sons, but sons in that society was the, the, the means of power, the symbol of power. Just, you have, just like you said today, I have the army, I have the NATO behind me, I have tanks, I have the MiG like Bashar saying in Syria, I have a big army behind me, I have lots awesome of people who can support me, and I have the money, I have the wealth, I am the world bank is behind me, I have efforts behind me. What are you going to do? You feel threatened. Here, Allah is telling Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and that's a good indication for us. Don't do that. Don't obey them. The fact that they have money, and canada valibhobaneen, illa tutla' alihi ayatuna qaala asatiru al when the ayat wa are being recited, the claim that those are all the stories.
0: You want khinafa back?
2: It's an old story. We have seen it. It's collapsed in Istanbul. You want the sharia back? Oh, sharia has. All of these stories about women, about the rights of women, about wealth distribution—come on, we don't want that. Asadhi, old awardee, don't they tell us this is history? Today they tell us this is history. Backward? You want to bring us to take us back, hundred years ago or thousand years back? Don't we hear this? Sometimes they tell us you want to go back thousand years, fourteen hundred years. You are taking us back in history. That's what they used to say in Quran. To Muhammad Sallallahu When he them, when he tells them this is Quran Ya, When he reads these, oh are all the stories. علي على you bring Quran, you bring the sunnah, you bring the history of Islam. Those are all the stories. This is the reaction. You are taking us all the way back in history. We don't want that. We are modern. We are modern. We need modernization. As if Islam is against modernization. As if Islam were against progress. As if Islam were against architecture. As if Islam was against advancement. This is not true. Islam is the cause of advancement. Islam is the cause of civilization. Islam is the cause of modernization. Islam is the cause of good architecture. Islam is the cause of good hearts. The best cities ever built and developed in the history of mankind were done through Islam, like an Anderson, like Damascus, which is being destroyed today by Bashar. The Romans have been I mean, all over. The only thing, they came up with some towns and some churches. Islam came and they made brilliant houses, brilliant palaces, brilliant architecture, brilliant advancements, the clock, the timing, the astronomy, the land all of these instruments that today we are still even building on them, they can Islam them. So don't tell me all the stories, they tell us all the stories. But this is what they used to tell Muhammad and I will stop right here. And the next ayat that comes after that, Allah brings an example. And here comes a new style of the Quranic methodology, which, will be, which is very interesting, which we will be talking about next time. The style of making analogies. Because sometimes you may not understand the concept unless I tell you it is just like blah blah blah. You give an example. Some analogy, something that makes sends to the little kid or to the older man or to the young person. That comes the in the next ayah where Allah makes an analogy between the people of Mecca and a group of people who have done certain things to make things easier and simpler for people to understand. And I would like to stop right here. As-salamu alaykum.
3: I don't know. Nobody has and I'll ask that. Unless uh, in Surah Adab, basically the same idea Allah says tote vata, vata, vata be. There's two words used in chapter thirty three, verse one and verse two. Uh, this is the same concept, you know, that they they were the Prophet was saying, don't follow them. Oh, in Surah Al-Ahzab, the Quran, you'd naqillaha wa Yes. Yes. Question is: what is, because we know that the the Kufar and the, Allah actually gives, addresses the munafikin wa kafirin. Yes. Sir. And if you look at the context of that verse, we know how Surah Al-Ahzab happened, and what was the, in the fifth Hijri, when all the Many things happened and all the NATO of that time got together yes. and they, that's what Eda means, Hizb and Eda, and all they, they got together and said, okay, let's finish that. This is the time. Mm-hmm. And Allah at that time when the situation was there, the the, the marriage of the Prophet uh, with Muhammad uh, Zain was the issue. Bani uh, Nadir was thrown out, uh, uh, and all they went to and we know all those, the context of that. And at that time Allah says that and in the next verse it says uh, My question is what is the difference between uh, and because Allah used two different words, Opposite words, yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, this is the, this is very interesting, although this surah which we are talking about comes later in Medina and we are trying to follow the sequence with Mecca, but that's a very interesting point. Uh, there are two points which before I get to point number one, in the first surah Al qalam he says those who deny you the right of the prophethood and they deny Islam altogether because that was the case in Makkah. Now in Medina, the challenge of the Prophet was not the Mkathibin or the Kuffar. the challenge was uh, the Murafiqin, the hypocrites. So in, in Surah Al-Ahzab, which is in Medina, he directs him to the to the reality. He says, <laughs> Or oh, you prophet, taqillah, have taqwa of Allah, sometimes when I tell someone here, taqillah you get mad. So oh, you're telling me, intaqillah, what am I doing? And Allah is telling Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa al-munafiqeen. The munafiqs, the hypocrites, were the challenge. They were the real enemy. They were the enemy from within. They were the enemy from within. So on one side, make sure you don't give your ear to the hypocrites. Those who really want Islam to be down from within, and on the other side, what? ما يوحى إليك ربك. Because when you say don't obey something, then follow what? Because اتبع, اتبع is the opposite of do not obey. You know, اتبع means follow the footsteps you مَا يُوحَى إِلَيْكَ Whatever is being revealed to you from your Allah, that's what we should follow. So stick to the wali, and this is this has been repeated in many places in the Qur'an, uh, where it says means uh, I follow only what is being revealed to me. Follow what is being revealed to you from your realm. اُحْكُمْ بَيْنَهُمْ بما أنزل الله ولا You read, rule them with what Allah reveals and do not follow the footsteps of their desires. So اتباع, اتباع is to follow your steps, to obey, to listen, to go with you, the, which is like طَعْ now, a ta'a is that psychological from within obedience. إِتِبَاع is the action. So, I'm, I'm obedient for you. Now, obedient means if you will ask me to do something, I will follow. So, Allah is saying, which means, means you don't internally, internally accept what they say and you do not follow their steps. Because sometimes you say, Oh, I'm not making a ta'a. Uh, to you, but I'm following still because I have to. There's no, no. You don't make ta'a and when it comes to ittiba' you follow this. So I'm not going to obey you, but I'm following that that. So that's the, the, the opposing meanings here. On one side make sure you don't make ta'a to X and when it comes to following the only thing you follow is from Allah Azzawajal. لا تُطْعَ المنافقين واتمع ما يوحى اليك من ربك And that is in Surah Al-Ahzab because the whole issue is what, as you mentioned, about Zaynab. The Prophet ﷺ was to be married to Zaynab and the Munafiqeen, they used to say, oh now he's going to marry his the wife of his son, adopted son. And they will make lots of rumors about him. And then Allah says, don't listen to them. Just don't give them your ear. Follow what Allah is telling you. Allah is saying, uh, and in the, the next ayah, He says, فِي نَفْسِكَ And you are trying to hide in yourself whatever Allah wants to be to out you. in the open. So make sure, you follow what Allah is telling you, no matter what, and you don't obey those munafiqeen, okay. But that's very interesting to see in, in Mecca, in Mecca, the mukadzibin is the enemy, in Medina we're the munafiqeen. And sometimes you say, today, our worry today is not really the munafiqeen from within, although they are, they, they have an impact, but the real big worry, is the, those who oppose Islam altogether, right? outright. Outright, they say, we don't, like, look at this example. Today, the Security Council made a resolution to go into Mali, because in Northern Mali there are some Muslim groups who are doing something, taking over in the North of Mali. They are not in complete control, but they are there. And it's not a state. These are few sporadic groups, or oh, they take a resolution, they want to go and stop that because they, they call it terrorism, fundamentalism, Qaeda, whatsoever. The whole Security Council want to go and fight a small groups of people who don't even have an impact. Whereas in Syria, there is a whole regime that is using its aircrafts, its tanks, its cannons, its heavy military, and they're threatening with chemical weapons to destroy whole nations. And they keep saying, we don't know who's the right guy or who's the, the who's the bad guy, or who's the good guy. We are still not in a position to take a stand. <coughs> Just think of that. This is when you talk about the real, real threat and the, the enemy that really wants to stop Islam and doesn't like to see Islam in the race. that That is the situation which was in my When it comes to this, ayat, do to do
1: and the whole system that's here and the whole life here is based on the compromise. And especially for, you know, for, uh, for all Muslims, whether regardless of the, regardless of the age, youth, uh, adults, parents, how do I go and
2: manage this? Uh, this is a tough question. The uh, main difficulty of the question sometimes it's really to, when, to understand what issues are being compromised uh, and the, the problem comes in the dilution of issues. Because sometimes, like, let me sidetrack a little bit. Uh, a river, a river usually is haram. And then when you when somebody wants you to compromise on river, knowing that it's haram, becomes obvious whether you want to compromise or not, okay? But the problem becomes serious when someone brings to you, no, this riba is not haram, okay? He puts it in a manner that it no longer carries the issue of haram, so you are not compromising, because you are doing something halal. Like in the uh, latest episode in Egypt, that, oh, the loan we are getting from IMF is not riba, riba is haram but this is not riba this is something else it's called service of the uh, of the law they are given service charges so service charges are nothing that's the delusion of ideas it becomes it makes it so difficult for people sometimes they would say they would think once this delusion comes in oh we are not compromising this is Islam we are still doing our things as right as possible uh, but that is even more dangerous than the compromise because uh, as I mentioned someone will come and say oh people you cannot pray five times a day we will allow you three times only then no one will everybody will say no I can't do that I have to pray my five times well like in the hijab, hijab which was in France uh, they said the hijabs, you are not allowed to wear hijab in the schools. Or in public in, in things which are controlled by the, by the government. In governmental institutions, you are not allowed to wear hijab if you are employee or student or teacher. Okay? Now, some women, they said that's haram, we cannot compromise in that. I would rather stay at home or leave rather than taking off my hijab. That's obvious. Now they're not obvious, they start saying, no, actually you may not do that because uh, if you shave your head altogether, then your hair is not visible and that is not haram. That is deception. That's deception. Or some scholars, they come and say, hijab is not a fault in these cases. So you are not compromising. You are okay. And that becomes a problem, but the the issue when once you realize what is what is not Islamic, what is that it is not Islam. That's where the catch here, I think, in the U.S. and in the West, the people they really have to understand their Islam very well, so we know what is the, what are the principles which cannot be pro- compromised. That those are Islam, and like the issues of riba the issues of for uh, this so-called political process. Political process, oh, I better be part of the Democratic or Republican, or this party or that, so that we uh, we maintain our integrity. So that is an issue which the people have to understand. Where is the, where is the border between Islam and non-Islam? You cannot... Uh, and then it becomes obvious that Muslims should not compromise on that. Should Muslims And according to this ayah, a Muslim cannot come down on his principles, not a single principle. Because Islam is a whole, you cannot divide Islam. You say, I take part and leave part, you can't do that. Uh, But as I mentioned, the greatest problem is we need understanding of Islam as is, uh, without delusion. The dilution is our greatest problem, in the West and in the Muslim world, all over where people, uh, like in the Muslim world, I used to teach at a university. All of the girls, they say, we are wearing hijab. What's the hijab? They have this scarf on the head. That's not the hijab. The scarf and they have the, uh, tight blue jeans and uh, blouses, that's not hijab. But they think, somebody told them, that's all you have to do. And when I talk to many, he said, that's our hijab. That's what Islam wants us to do, and we are doing it. He said, no, no, that's not the hijab. Islam wants you to be covered from the <coughs> neck all the way down with fluffy clothes. With, with a jilbab. That's the hijab. And the headdress is part of it. Headdress is not the only thing. But they think, somebody told them, somehow injected in their minds that this is hijab and they're not compromising. Just to cover the head. Just to cover the head. That, that's not hijab. <clears throat> that's only one portion of what is what's the fault The fault
3: is the whole body. And <clears throat> these blue jeans and the blouse and the shirt, that's not a hijab. Would you say that the period of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that's 13 years in Mecca, uh, I'm not saying you compromise at all, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, look at the wisdom. The Prophet, so all he was doing was dawah in Mecca. Whenever there was a, a time that he came, he was less uh, strict on establishing those things. People were praying at home, masajid uh, was not. So some of the ruling was there but they were not being practiced. I, I'm simply saying as a Muslim, we are making a big mistake. We want to establish the, the ritual first and not reach out and give a dollar to the non-Muslim. And this is the biggest mistake, I think. If we are in America, if we want to survive here and, and we want to be a power, we want to be a, entity a, a, to be reckoned with or have some value, then we better start reaching out to the other people. Let the indigenous uh, uh, people get into the fold of Islam. For the time being, I'm not saying Allah knows, uh, I, I, I don't know, but our scholars, they should have a, some a very clear instruction for uh, uh, the people. What are the are those rituals is very fundamentally important to me or At this point, I simply reach out to as many people as possible, bring them to the fold of Islam, have a strong, build a base, and then you you stand for your things. Otherwise, uh, I think we will not be very successful. And this is exactly what is happening in our own countries even. Forget about America, look, you have the constitution of, I'm not saying that I say this is good. But look at the freedom of religion, the freedom of this, freedom of that, that you have here. I don't see bad when I go there. I mean, people absolutely, they are very strict. Oh, you don't have a topi you don't have a beard in certain length. Well, oh, you're not this, this. And, like I say, the and Allah clearly says in the Qur'an, "Ya la And we do not do anything without them. I mean, look at the Muslim Ummah as a whole. Which country? I mean, uh, you this, the verses uh, that uh, Surah qalam we are reading, Surah Azab we are reading, Surah al we read. All those things Allah very clearly says that, look, this, this is Allah's commandment. And actually when in Surah Azab actually that's what I said, look at the power of our government. Monafik is the monotheque is the one who says something but he does something different. We as a Muslim ruler they say that they are Muslim but their actions are Islamic. So why you don't think that they are not monofik? And we are facing this problem all over the and in America I think we should uh, uh, be very active in Dawah, And yeah. if we are not going to do it, we are not going to survive. Yeah, I think you are right. It's, uh,
2: but it's very important to understand what type of... What are the ideas to carry in the Dawah. What are the principles? That we, the Muslims, we have to understand our principles so we can convey them. Because sometimes we give uh, a wrong Dawah, We we give the wrong principles. The Prophet, sallallahu Allah, azawajal, told him right from the very beginning. What are the main principles that he has to focus on and to stick to so that his dawah will be will be influential and will have will have its uh, its correct impact. And that that's part of the thing we are lack we are lacking besides we are focusing on our rituals and our message. we are making our message more beautiful, larger, which is alhamdulillah, that's good. But we are now stepping out to say what our Islam versus what. Islam versus what. There is there are lots of fallacies outside that Islam tackles that we have to to come out in the economy, in the finances, in the social illnesses, in the political illnesses. Uh, we know for sure from Islamic perspective, this whole like the election is coming up. Now, what this whole election, this whole government structure, this whole Whole political system, which is based on the, it's based on rooting in the fact that man is the god of his own, <coughs> that man is the god, people are the god, people are the owners, and then uh, we act as if we are part of it. We love that. We support this. We go, but Islam, uh, the Muslims here, they should come out and say, look, the whole fact. Whether it's Obama or Romney or who, that's not the point. The point is the the foundation upon which they base their rule. What is it the, that they base their rule on? Don't you read in Surah Yusuf when Yusuf السلام, when his when the, the guys in the prison they asked him the question and he said, "Okay, <coughs> you <want> my answer. <coughs> let me tell you something before I give you the answer." Ya sahib al sitteen أرباب متفارقون خير من الله وعد ما تعبدون من الله إلا أسماء إن سميتوا أنتم آباء ما الله يا مسبطاً all things that you are worshiping other than Allah are just names you are making them you are making them the name democrats, republicans, democracy, civil giving these names. الله يا مسبطاً إن الحكم إلا لله الحكم المستؤصل أمر أن لا تعبدوا إلا إياه order that you worship only Allah. This is the Deer of Qayyim. That's one great opportunity for Muslims to come out and say what is it? The cause of illness and the root of illness in the society and in other societies. That's a principle. That's Allah Azza wa Jalla taught Muhammad in the Quran in Surah Yusuf. When it comes to the finances, we say, you made all Your economic system circulates around around one principle, which is a I hear Alan Greenspan, the previous uh, chairman of the Federal Reserve, saying that the biggest power of our political economy is that we have one parameter to turn, which is the interest rate. We turn the interest rate, we raise it or lower it down, and we make the whole economic system either grow or shrink. Man, you made your entire economic system around the principle which Allah calls it, calls it the root of all evils. Those who eat riba, they are just like the one who has been hit by a shaman. The shaytan hits him, and he moves right and left. He is, he is out of balance. This is something that the Muslims have to come out and say. No, wait and the social illnesses. In this country, HIV, sexually transmitted diseases, AIDS, drugs, all of these, all of these social diseases are based on the fact that they do not respect the integrity of man versus woman relationship. A woman can go half naked or naked in the street. A man can have sex with woman or the woman with a man without any restrictions. Irrespective. Alcohol. You can drink, as long as you are 18 years old uh, old or or beyond. Your problem, don't drink and drive, but it's okay to drink. Come on. All of these are social illnesses which are based on problems that Islam has principles on. And we come out and say, oh, we want to to build some social clubs, clinics in order to to help uh, rehabilitate some of the people on drugs and this is, this is ridiculous. Islam has the basic drugs is haram and alcohol is haram and gambling is haram and sexual activities outside marriage is haram. And you can come up and say, look what the heck are you doing?
3: That's, that's what da'wah is about. You say, you, you touch that and then you reflect from that point, look at the, other Yusuf last he was a, a Muslim, and the, the king of that time was not a Muslim, but he worked with them because he wanted to have a very good in the long run. Allah would not say If we stick to this point alone, I cannot eliminate all the other social evils like this. You have to have a focus, a number one priorities. If we're going to take hundred issues, all the social issues first, we are going to be the loser. If we bring the people to Allah, simply ask them to come to Allah, that this is common between, don't say the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost, but come to that Allah the Almighty, the Creator and the Sustainer of this universe. Once you bring the people into this platform, because Allah is giving you a mark, sure. why you don't yeah.
2: do that? Well, see the Qur'an in the Quran, all of these like the social illnesses, they are pinpoint you cannot solve them. We know the only way to solve social illnesses is to come up to worship Allah. But the Quran methodology, which we are talking about here, and the in Mecca, before Muhammad Sallallahu was able to solve anything, it was pinpointing issues. Like a river, a river the Prophet did not solve it in Mecca. Could The only time he saw it after the conquest of Mecca. But while he was in Mecca, in Surah Al-Rum, he just pointed a finger at a riba. A riba is bad. In Surah Al-Rum, it says, This riba that you are using, that Allah doesn't like. The Prophet did not resolve in Mecca. The issue of burying children alive, the kuffar continue to bury their donors. but Al Quran He pointed the issue. He says that is your problem, and that's not that's the problem because you don't believe in Allah Why and the prophet did not resolve a taftir cheating in the scale, but He pointed them. But when He came to Kitab in Medina, again this is very interesting where it says. Come to a common world. What is
3: it? Allah.
2: Ah, the Quran defined it. It's not something which I choose. Allah na abuda il Number one, we worship only Allah. And we do not take one another from among us, we become the arba of one another. Like we are the gods of our own. See? The point here, in fact, because quite often I see this ayah used with the, so with the interfaith dialogue people. Say. SubhanAllah, they, they never finish the ayah. They just use the first one. Come to a common world between us. Which means come let's have a common ground. That's not common ground. The Quran is not saying that. It says let's come and recognize a base upon which we build the next step of talk. Number one, Allah is the only God we worship. There is no son, no father, nothing. We worship Allah. Not only all that, but I taqhina من Al الله. Do you agree? Then let's talk. They would say no. And those who agreed with the Prophet they accepted Islam. In fact, the Quran talks about that, about the, the priests who the field. They move and their eyes are full of tears and they have accepted the Prophet as a messenger. Only with me. So that's what we we have to come out. I, I agree, yes, the Muslims have to come out, but we have to use the Quranic methodology. You don't fight people, I don't fight people. I don't say you have to do that or else. That's what the, the Qur'an says. عَلَى النَّاسِ You think that you will be the responsible for all these people? All you have to do is just say what you have to say and forget the, the rest. وَمَا عَلَيْكَ إِلَّا Just say what you are told. You don't push it on the throats of the people, you don't force the people to take it, but, some, but say it, say the truth, say al-haq. Say al-haq. If somebody asks me, what is the main problem? Why do we have people on drugs? Because the people were not told that drugs are haram and illegal by the one who created them. The one who created them. He is the one who is going to say that. And therefore, the fact that the society does not believe in Allah and believe in individualism, of course, as individualism, everybody says, ask anyone in this country, they will tell you, I have tried the drug at least once. I tried. Why? Because he doesn't have this Sultan from within, this authority. The authority from within that tells him, there is someone who can tell you what you can try, what you cannot try. Which is not you what your desire, or your colleague, or your peer. This whole concept of during my peer is a God. Peer pressure is a God. Uh, role models, Michael Jackson and this person, all of these they died out of drugs. They are raw models. Football players, raw models. Alba, those are alba? raw models. They call them raw models. raw model, model Armaab. In fact, if you really want to translate what a raw model is, in this country, it's country, Because it's someone that you follow his steps. How many do you have in this country? Everybody has millions of them. Everybody has so many Arams, besides al hawa besides his own. And that's what the whole issue. Now, can we as Muslims come out in the society and say, this is what we stand for? That's a challenge. That's what, you're, that's a challenge. It's not how much I can defend myself. Because that's not what the Prophet was worried about. Because Allah Azza wa Jalla told them look, العظيم, forget it. You have great, you are a great character. Don't even bother. Try to tell them I'm not a liar. Don't do that. They are the deniers and don't obey them. So have your, I mean, your point your own fingers at them. names. Look how big the offense is. He gives it the munition that could lost they that lost him, therefore, his wife against them those enemies. Uh,
1: I want to rephrase the question uh, the brother wanted to ask, I guess. Uh, I think he was pointing to one aspect of the Muslim life in the Western world. One, uh, one question, one dilemma we always face. He was talking about Yusuf salam working with the king in Surah Surah Yusuf, which is a very very common thing which comes to a person's mind in the Western world, Europe and America. How do I participate in the political process? And on the other hand, we see Muhammad in Makkah, he was being given authority and he rejected it. He was being made the king and he said no. He kept out of the process. So can you explain what was the difference? and how a Muslim should look at this issue. You know, the last
2: time I was asked this question about uh, Yusuf Alayhis salam. fact, this was a uh, debate we had in, in one of the messiahs. He said, look, if I have a Yusuf and I have a king like the king of Yusuf, I will support him like 100%. That's number one. So we don't have a king like the king at the time of Yusuf alayhi salam and we don't have a Yusuf. Number one. Number two, Yusuf alayhi salam, when he asked the king, number one, he first he cleared all the He did not come out from the jail except to the condition that he wants to be in charge. He says, I am totally in charge of the food distribution. And he is in charge of the food distribution in order to resolve the problem. So he's in charge, not the king. The king has no rules. In fact, the rules, at the time, that was done by the priest or the temple, Yusuf was overriding them and he got in conflict with the temple because they wanted to distribute the wheat based on their rules. And Yusuf said, no, this is my rule. So he did this one. Now. Did Yusuf use his own rules from Allah or from the king? He did it from Allah because he was a prophet. How do we know that? Because the Quran says, Yusuf would never, would never have accepted to rule against his brother according to the deen of the king. Because when the when his brother, when he made that scheme against his brother, and eventually, because if you, order, you all know the story.
0: Yes. He yes. to well, keep his brother with him, so he cannot go against the king. Yes. So God gave him this uh, his, story. him the story. Now, exactly, because he asked the brothers, if somebody
2: steals like this, what do you do in your religion? You were... And their religion is the religion yeah. of Yahweh is his. So he made this, he said, what do you do? And they said, oh, if somebody makes this type of uh, crime, then he should be taken in custody for his crime. The the same person. And then Allah (laughs) says, means Yusuf does not pass any rule according to the deen of the king. So that is a uh, total clarification for this confusion about Yusuf. So Yusuf, Ali, he was. There were three fabrications made, made, made against him in the uh, in in the history of Yusuf, salam. The first fabrication was against Yusuf, salam is when uh, when his brothers they said the, the the wolf ate him, and he did not. The second fabrication, when the wife she said he wanted he attempted uh, sexual harassment against her and he did not. And the third fabrication against Yusuf, which is being done by our Muslim brothers today, that he participated in the in the uh, in the system of the king, he did not. He had maintained his own system, his own deen, and he implemented his own words from Allah Azza wa, despite the deen of the king with the proof of the ayah which I just recited. So Yusuf mm-hmm. is the most lied upon, they lied all you from that time and Allah Azarjah cleared them all the way and he cleared him even today in the Quran. So Yusuf mm-hmm. is not a good example that they bring about participation. So if uh, somebody will, uh, will assume the role of uh, the director of the treasury in the US government and he would say, oh, all the treasury, all the money which I will uh, issue, I will be based on gold, I will not use riba at all, I will use only the rules from Islam, please, God bless him, and I will be the first to support him. That's... Uh, but that's not the case. That, is, that has never been the case, not even in the Muslim world. Not even in the Muslim world. When somebody becomes a prime minister for the king, in Jordan, even if he's the top Islamic scholar, whoever, he implements the rules of the king. And he does not dare to stop the riba in any of the banks, or even talk about it, or even talk about it, leave
3: stopping. see, you, you're emphasizing too much on riba, which is a very good issue. But my point is, unless a Muslim Umar- Because it's evolved, not controversial. <laughs> no, unless the Muslim Ummah as a whole do not offer the world a substitute for the system, the Ufart system that you have, you you do not have the the ability. You are not in a situation right now. If somebody asks you, "Great, let me have your mom, m- m- model. Let me see what uh, what is the best you can offer to to the world, economic." So I'm simply saying, I agree with you. I am 100% on those issues. But I say, before you step up on that issue, first build a base. See, I'm just simply saying, look what happened in, 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 in our Muslim countries. Because somebody not having a proper base tried to fight with someone with a slingshot and thinking, yes, who will be... No, Allah the Almighty says many times in the Quran, that first you make sure that your roaches are very shiny and very good and very strong, so the, the enemy is scared of you. Which means that if they have A, you better have A+. Then you you, you take this step. Otherwise... Yeah. yeah, I got the point. But see, brother,
2: uh, I like the way you, you bring it up. But uh, remember, in Mecca, in the Prophet وسلم, did not have a system, correct? He did not have a model. But nevertheless, is, here's he is the, the, the issue. He was, in fact, at, uh, at, the, at, the, at the leverage of saying, Oh! بَلَّ تُكْرِمُونَ الْيَتِيمِ وَلَا عَلَى You don't encourage the feeling of the poor. You have lots of poor people and you don't feel them and you don't support the orphans, and you accumulate wealth. What did he have? Nothing. He did did not have a charity house. He did not have the Zika implemented. He was not supporting the poor either. He was not feeding, well, he feeds the hungry because of his own pocket, because he was generous anyway. But he did not have a system or a model to support the poor and to eliminate poverty. But he was a, a leverage. Of saying you have a corrupt system that your system generates poor and you don't know how to to get rid of them and when it comes to river and as i said in surah Qaum, which was still in mecca he says Well, you have a bad river system you use river it's bad that's not good but he doesn't have a system or a model now in the last century At the end of the 19th century, when Marx came into existence, let me mix things. When Marx came into existence, Marx and Engels and Lenin, they started talking communism and socialism. They started talking about social justice based on common property. They did not have a model, they they were in fact in their most powerful position. Because they used to pinpoint to capitalism and say, you know, this capitalism is corrupt. This capitalism is steals the wealth of the, the workers. This capitalism. But they don't have a model. So nobody can criticize them. They have theory. But now when they build their model, it turned out to be wrong. Now, what I'm saying here is, at this point, I don't have a model. I there was a model of Islam, true, implemented for 1,300 years. But today, I don't have a model. But what I have something, I can pinpoint and say, "Look, all these financial crises and the corruption are because of river. This river doesn't work. It's bad. It's making your life miserable. It is making the life of the average person in continuous fear of losing a job and not being able to pay mortgage and to lose his car and therefore to lose his wife and kids." And it did happen. So pinpointing the issues and the illnesses based on Islam is a valid approach of the Quran, even before the model. When we have our model, our challenge becomes greater. Now we have to prove that our model is better, once we have it implemented. So now, at this moment, I can take the back seat and uh, say, oh, from without even doing anything, you know, this is wrong. Those social diseases are because of the sexual interactions without any limitations, that's bad. Nobody can talk to me, nobody can argue against them, with me. Because nobody can tell me, oh, your system is as bad. I tell them, oh, my system is not implemented yet. Wait and see. Wait and see. Allow me to, rule, and then I will show you. Allow me to take charge of the, of the society. Sayyid Qutu in his and he, he makes very good points. He said, now I can pinpoint the illnesses of the society with all courage. With all courage, I can do that. And I will not be asked how to solve these problems because they generate their problems. Allow me to rule, and then you will see whether I generate these problems or I solve them. And Why they allow
3: you to rule? Oh, Unless you well, have a base. Loss. Oh yeah, I have to have a base. That's it, this is the whole issue is that we are, you know, they say, I'm just saying whatever the brother uh, they give the name, uh, he might have a good intention, uh, gave them a pretext to to invade two or three of our countries basically. And there is going to be more, because this is the plan. If we as a Muslim, and unfortunately our leadership and our countries, our kings and dictators and presidents and good Muslim and bad Muslims, all, all like a dog, they are all the same. So what is happening, that we, we are not using our resources, we are not, we, we do not have no, this, 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 this movie that whoever made, look at the how many destruction we did, and since I'm a little bit involved in Dawah, I see the calls coming, very negative. Before, it was very positive because that had an effect on that. Instead of having a all the Muslim countries get together and say, let's have a, a unanimous, some resolution in the UN that look, let's not disrespect each other, not. Brother in- brother,
2: I think your point is well taken. Uh, uh, we definitely need the model, we need the system. We don't have it now, it's unfortunate we lost it. But that means that means that the Muslim woman and the Muslim brothers and the Muslim activists they should work harder than ever and stronger than ever to build that model. And that's what we have been saying all along for the last 50 or 60 years. We have to build the system of Islam, re it, put it so that we can provide the solutions. Now, as we are doing that in the process of building that system, in the process of making it happen, you have to always take this ammunition, as the Quran does, in order to show that what exists, what currently exists, does not lift up to the standards of Islam. Because sometimes if you want to make a change, even in your own home, if that's something that's bad, it's good, why are you going to change it? Unless it is something, there is a defect, You show the effect, you show the problem, you show that your approach is better, then there is no need to change. So that's the, the Islamic approach. The Islamic approach or the Quranic approach is what you currently have in the society is ill, and this is the reason. And what I am trying to build does not have that illness, and this is the proof. So the building the model, building the system is a must, is a form. In fact, it's not only. Uh, like like fard of the of Salah, it's like the Fard of the Aqeedah, it's the Fard of the Iman. It's equivalent to the Iman. It's not even because sometimes you skip a prayer. And you say, Oh may Allah forgive me. May Allah give me I will I will, I will, I will make up for it. I will make up for it. But the issue of building the Islamic model, the Islamic system, the Islamic rules, this is not something you can make up for. This is something even harder, it's even more important. Because every moment passes without the Islamic model, without the Islamic system, without the Islamic courts, you are losing. You are losing ability to make doubt, you are losing ability to show the people the reality. You are losing men, you are losing women, you are losing honor, you are losing lives, you are losing buildings. you are losing money, you are losing everything. Every moment that passes on the wall without Islam being Without the system of Islam being intact, like the one that the Prophet did, you will continue to have the layman in charge. You will continue to have the social individualism in charge. You will continue to have the political pluralism in charge. You will continue to have wars. You will continue to have all types of racism, all types of poverty. Man, you name it. We know that. And that's why it is a must to continue working for that and for everybody to get involved. And our problem has been not the fact that people understand that it has to be done. The problem has been very few people who are working to reestablish the Islamic system and to put it back in practice. Very few people who want to do that. Many people, they just want to do their prayers, and they will will be done with it. I remember, let me conclude with this short story, because it's getting late. I was given this khutbah at the MCC, you remember the time of the MCC. And uh, one of the brothers who used to used to sit with me after the khutbah, and he used to like that from Bosnia. His name is Khalil. Do you know? And every time I talk to Khalil, he says, "Brother, I am happy. I have my factory in Chicago close to the MCC. I close it at the time of the prayer or Jum'ah. I come and pray. I am hungry. But what about Islam? What about the model? What about the system? brother you do it, you are good enough uh, they are good brothers but I am happy with my what I am doing, ok alhamdulillah no, he was good brother, one day I was coming rushing to the to give a football so I'm coming to the MCC and he was waiting at the parking spot of the imam because there is a parking spot for the imam. so when he saw me coming, out he was so happy, he said oh brother alhamdulillah you are the khatib today so I can talk to you what is it? He said, I want you to talk about the issue of the Bosnia. Because Bosnia was being hit at that time. During the Yugoslavia disintegration. And there was big massacres Like today in Syria. Okay. What's the issue? He said, We need to raise funds for the fighters of the Jahideen in Bosnia. So that, because the Serbs are attacking us all over. I told him that, I'm sorry brother, but today my khutbah is about Salah. I'm talking about Salah, i uh, That's my... But he said, like, you brother, always you talk about some uh, political issues and other things. He said, but today I'm talking about Salah, and on purpose I mentioned it. And I still remember, when I went to the, to the uh, number, I changed my whole khutbah. And I've been talking about this story, that People start getting involved in the issue of real doubt, and building Islam only when they get personally, when they are personally here. And that is all. And that's all. And in the last few years, and I mentioned in fact the name of Brother Khalid, he was in front of me. He said, In the last few years, I stressed very much on one of the brothers to participate, to be involved, and he was happy with the prayer. And today, he knows that prayer is not enough. Today, he knows prayer is not enough. Which I agree with him, it's not enough. We have to, all of us, stand up and rise to get so that no more Bosnia in the Muslim world will happen. But unfortunately, today it's Bosnia. Tomorrow will be Afghanistan, then it will be Iraq, then it will be Palestine, then, then, then. And it did happen. And today it's Syria and tomorrow it's Jordan, and the day after it's Morocco, and after that it's going to be in and Myanmar, uh, then Malaysia, then then, Of course, it's going to happen. You don't have your system of protection, you don't have your shield, you will be destroyed all over. And it doesn't help. It doesn't help that you wake up and you start being involved and active only when you are personally hit, because it's too late. It's too late. So that's the, the idea is, the problem, the real problem is that Muslims until today, they do not realize that it's it has been time, long time, ago. that everybody should have been actively involved in rebuilding the Islamic system for all types of reasons. For this reason number one, this is Allah our Allah. Number two, this is our Dawah, we need to show the people the model. Number three, there are many problems you have to resolve. And you keep counting and counting and counting, you will never finish counting. It's, it's overdue. It's long overdue. But you know that we have been in this for a long time.
0: Okay, so, Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes.